often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 534. I'm your host, Josh Olbrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I potted the music a little too far down. I was going to give the jam out a little bit more. Damn it. <laughs> Act like I've done this before. Um, yeah, episode 534, as I've managed to get a full weekend at my uh, new job, which I don't want to talk a whole lot about it, you know, because, uh, I don't get myself in trouble at all. But, uh, it's been a bit of a change being, uh, doing a way more physical job, and, uh, you know, it's a, a I, I mainly do tack welding. And it is, <laughs> I was really hoping by this point in time in my life that I'd be doing easier work, not harder. But as it turns out, I'm doing more physically harder uh, work and uh, breathing in, you know, fumes and stuff, having to deal with just a really dirty job. And my face is burnt from <laughs> tack welding. <laughs> is, uh, I haven't figured out the proper amount of sunscreen to use and uh, probably maybe not shielding myself as much as I should, but it's an adjustment, to say the least. Um, but the pay increases, it's it's going to keep the penthouse uh, afloat, so to speak, and uh, that's that's exciting. I'm starting to adjust to it. It's, it's a bit of a challenge to do so. I'm, uh, again, not not used to that kind of a work environment. As far as the uh, the physical part doesn't bother me. It's really just the... I don't mind working a little bit more physically, but the, really it's the dealing with the just the stuff you're breathing in, that kind of nature. That That's a little... I wish it wasn't that bad, but I mean, that's just the nature of the job, you know? But uh, I survived a week, and... Uh, I should be there for some time to come. With we'll, we'll, we shall see. We shall see. Um, can't wait to see what the paychecks like. That uh, should should look pretty decent. And uh, other than that, yeah, is uh, still like folk. Man, this sunburnt on the face, and then the, the worst part's my lips. <laughs> I can't keep my lips. I mean, they are, they have never been this chap before. That is, uh, I hope that at some point in time I, I get adjusted to it or just the feeling goes away. <laughs> I feel like my, my mouth and face is leather at the moment. Uh, mad props to the guys that have done that for years. You know, there's so many people there that just, you know, day in, day out for 10, 20 years. That's, that's some, uh, dedication right there. That is, my, my hat is off. I don't know how long I'll be able to do it for, but uh, we we shall see. We shall see. I think the only thing that's going to bust me out of uh, that anytime soon would be a, a win in the lottery, which I'm thinking the odds are slightly small. Some asshole in California just had to win my jackpot the other day. Had to become a billionaire. As, you know, I just thought it was... Written in the stars that the penthouse was going to get a slight upgrade. But no. Uh, the the cold has finally come. That That is going to be interesting. That is because working at the new job, um, you know, you have to wear specific PP, the personal protective equipment, whatever, uh, and uh you you know you have to wear a welding jacket and uh work pants and everything which is kind of kind of nice that I'm starting around winter time cuz the summertime I would imagine is the worst cuz you you have to wear a certain amount of clothes to begin with that it's going to get kind of hot and that 
the wintertime, you're going to feel the elements more in there. They have to have the doors open and stuff to uh, bring out the steel joists and all that shit. So, I mean, the elements are going to be in there. So, and then, uh, fuck, when it's hot, I mean, I imagine <laughs> it's just fucking hot in there. Um, and then you, you got all these clothes and you're fucking welding. And, uh, yeah, thankfully I didn't start in the summer. That would have been, uh, even more of a pain, but I, I feel like the first day, the first day I spent where I worked like a 10 hour shift there, like a full, like doing nothing but the actual job itself whereas the first the first actual day I spent there I was not really on the production floor very long at all I had to sit through training and stuff because I mean it, there is so many things there that if you do it wrong I mean you there's a potential you or someone else could die I mean that there's just uh and that's just not something I'm used to there was you know my previous job was also a factory and there was dangers to it the likelihood that you're going to die is very, very small in my my last job. I mean, they had forklifts and stuff, and there there was a potential for it, but it'd have to be a huge mistake, huge mistake that would lead to someone's death. Of course, every once in a blue moon, someone would get injured, but nothing nothing major, at least while I was there. I mean, I was, as far as I'm aware, no one there died ever from on-the-job things. Uh, of course, people that worked there, 20-plus years there, uh, I was there. Of course, people died. But it was stuff unrelated to work, outside of the work. Um, uh, that being said, the new job, I'm not f- aware of any incidents that led to anybody particularly dying at that location. But, I mean, there are – the risks are a lot higher, a lot higher. So you got to keep your mind sharp. I don't want to walk in there just drooling on myself, falling asleep. <laughs> So I am pounding energy drinks, getting myself geared up. Again, like the first the first full day I spent on the production floor, that was that was the toughest. I found that I didn't eat a big enough breakfast. I started bonking like about three hours in or so. About about the time it was before our first break really hit. And man, I was whew. And uh I had had almost the whole fir- uh week before off. I only worked two days the uh, week before at the last job. And so it was like I pretty much had the whole week off. It was like a Tuesday and Friday I worked. So (laughs) I was a little not ready for a 10-hour serious intense like workout basically was going on. A lot of lifting. Um I, there's this F bar thing we got to have uh, to clamp down the steel joists, and it's like, man, it's it's not that heavy, but all day, you know, ten hours, you know, you start wrapping that sucker down, pushing that fucker down really hard on a steel joist, man. It's it's a bit of a workout just from the just the amount of repetitions that you're doing, and the body's just not quite there yet. As uh, whoo, that first ten hour. Uh, shift on the floor was I could have just left at 8 because the first week I was there I didn't have to do the overtime but I the penthouse again the penthouse needs some upgrades so and need to pay off some debt so I uh I opted to uh push for uh, letting me stay the 10 hours and uh <laughs> even though uh I could tell I was like oh man I could really use some rest the worst part is like getting up in the mornings and that's when my body feels it the most. And like once I'm up moving around, it's not so bad. For some reason today I've got some plantar fasciitis going on, which I haven't had that in a forever. But it's it's bother bothering me a little bit as I'm recording this. Man, there is definitely a stiffness. And not in my car- crotch, but there's <laughs> st- I don't get that as much not being in my 40s, waking up with a huge heart on. Sometimes but it's pretty rare. It's not every day thing where I'm waking up with a massive hard on. Um, now my body just feels hard. Feels like, ah, it's all tight. It won't fucking move. It's like, I got to bust it up somehow, like break it. <laughs> uh, I like getting some arm strength though. I know that uh, there for a while, the, the, the old job there, 
I was doing a lot of warehouse work there off and on where there was times where I was like frequently doing a lot of warehouse work and I was lifting a lot and then uh, moving skids and heavy boxes and shit. And man, I had some killer arm strength there for a little bit. And uh, it wasn't anything compared to what I'm doing now though. And that I am excited about that a little bit. Get some good little fucking arm strength going on. Something like building up some muscle. It's a good feeling. Just having, just uh, being able to, I don't know, rip some steel apart. <laughs> like go all Lou Ferrigno. Like the old uh, strongman competitions where Lou Ferrigno, uh, when he used to do that shit where he'd uh, bend the uh, steel bars. Just like, yeah, that's fucking nice. Almost makes me want to go get juiced up and hit some weights real hard. <laughs> Almost. I'm not there yet. I highly doubt that's going to happen, but I don't know, man. I start. <laughs> it would make my job easier if I had a lot more muscle. I'm just saying. It would make my job a lot easier. There's uh, <laughs> there's tools you know I have to use. To, to do things that uh, if if I had a body like, say, Lou Ferrigno in his prime, or hell, even now, Lou Ferrigno, I'm sure, has probably still got a lot of muscle. I'd rather not be as old as Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if I had, like, definitely Lou Ferrigno during the uh, Incredible Hulk era when he was painted green, if I had those kind of muscles, I wouldn't need to use half the tools I use. I could just fucking wrench everything down with my hand. It'd be great. Just like, oh, yeah. Just fucking Arnold from Predator, you know, or Carl Weathers. If I could be one of those two bastards in that awesome, the greatest handshake ever on film. Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger, just glistening. Just. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, Carl. Carl, yes. Your glistening muscles so beautiful, yes. <laughs> now having thoughts of uh, Arnold with the uh, jackhammer. I think that's in Total Recall where he's just working that jackhammer. He's all greased up and just, oh, that's so nice. Oh, yeah, that's hot. You know, I'm not, like, really big into, uh, like, I can't ever honestly, I would never really want to be that huge, like, uh, professional bodybuilder i like being defined and stuff and i like maybe like a little bit of a superhero build i'm not gonna lie a, a bit but not like the obscene i could maybe like a wolverine that would be that's the ideal the hugh jackman in the early wolverine films that's a great physique and maybe not even quite that much but uh i would never want to be like uh mr olympia kind of big even though arnold man his physique was something else Whenever he was uh, Mr. Olympia. But uh, I those that level, definitely no <laughs> on me. I can't imagine putting my body through that kind of stress. I'm too old now at this point anyway to put my body to that degree. <laughs> that seems risky. I've had enough injuries as it is. But uh, I have lost track of where I was going with that. I feel like I had a point. And it's, <laughs> I'm just thinking of dudes with muscles. Uh, I mean, there is, there is, uh, I loved that shit when I was a kid though. I was, uh, before recording this, I was watching some shit on, uh, the worst people in wrestling. It's, it's called something, something along those lines. And they did one on the ultimate warrior and one on, uh, Terry Bollea a.k.a. Hulk Hogan. And uh, Warrior was my boy. Yeah, I love the Ultimate Warrior. Um, apparently, his fellow wrestlers did not like him. He wasn't the greatest wrestler. But, man, there was something about him. Uh, this is, I was too young to understand uh, people on drugs. Um, but he definitely, as an adult watching him, was like, oh, man, he's got to be jacked on his mind on, like, fucking coke or meth or some, some crazy shit. He is fucking... Uh, but I didn't really give a shit about like if he it was like technical wrestler or anything like that. I mean, it was all about the acting of it, and he just had this just intensity and just craziness 
that was uh, and his face paint, the way he snarled and shit, and it just, the crazy shit he would say <laughs> in the fucking uh, interviews and stuff were just so so fantastic. But anyway, I was a fan of Hulk Hogan as well, as uh, I've heard so many bad things about Hulk Hogan through the years. Um. But uh, that makes me think of, you know, thinking of the guys all jacked on muscles. That's, what, I guess, what really <laughs> led me to this was thinking about watching the uh, wrestling shit before this. Um, but, man. Yeah, there's some dark shit is, that uh, the Hulkster has been involved in. He just sounds like a complete asshole. Throws everybody under the bridge. Only gives a fuck about himself. And apparently he's made some pretty racist remarks in the past. And, uh, but I, I get that impression about like a lot of the, uh, old school wrestlers that, uh, they were, uh, I don't know. I imagine it's probably a lot just in the culture, the way it's set up, like, uh, the hierarchy of it under the Vince McMahon era, Vince McMahon Jr. I love that shit as a kid though. And, I it, it is amazing that I never got into bodybuilding, but I I mean by the time I was a teenager, I guess I stopped f- my love affair with uh, wrestling. It was kind of gone <laughs> by the time, but I I kind of watched it a little bit until I was pretty much an adult, kind of half-ass, sort of. But like uh, I went from watching it then to playing it on Nintendo 64. I remember they had some awesome fucking uh, wrestling games on the 64 that were fantastic. That would have been the era of Hulkster and Macho Man going to WCW and starting the New World Order, the NWO, with uh, Scott Hall and and all that crew. And, uh, man, that those are some awesome fucking wrestling games. Uh, the WWF <laughs> had some good games back in the day too. Pre WWE. By the time it became WWE, I was like out on that. I had uh, it's not. It wasn't my cup of tea. It was I faded away somehow. Had I kept the intensity I had for wrestling when I was a preteen. I could have seen, like, you know what? I want to become, like, a wrestler and go and fucking work out in the gym. I, I had no access, really, to it, though, unless it was it would have been at school. And because uh, my parents weren't going to pay for a gym membership, I don't think. And uh, we didn't have any weights or any place to place weights in our apartment. So it, it would have been difficult. I would have had to get rid of my, gotten rid of my waterbed, which in hindsight, looking back, why the fuck I ever slept on a waterbed is fucking beyond me. The shit's a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, it never, it never happened. Never got, uh, jacked. And I, I grew up in the area, uh, area, the era of, uh, the juicing and baseball and wrestling and, uh, Never, uh, never partook. But, uh, anyway, um, I know I am really excited to be in this current time at the moment. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of bad shit that's going on. You got the massive war in Ukraine and, you know, it's going on in Iran. Like, a, a lot, a lot of bad shit. Inflation, a lot of bad shit. But, um, However, there are some plus sides to some bad shit. <laughs> Whereas I am super excited uh, to see um, the downfall of Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, <laughs> and Twitter at the same time. It is so fantastic. Um now, granted, I do use a lot of Facebook. So I have, like, a Twitter account, which is, like, set up to the uh, slap box. As soon as I put up a episode, of course, it gets tweeted out. And uh, <laughs> I don't think it has helped any at all. Because I don't do anything else with that fucking Twitter account. I read shit on Twitter just because I have the account. 
And I started before the uh, podcast. I had a Twitter page, but I never really did much with Twitter other than to just to read shit on Twitter. I don't fucking post other than, of course, the automatic posts for putting up this uh, show here. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I don't really do a whole lot with Twitter. And, of course, Facebook, though, my point, what I was getting to, is I use Messenger. If, man, if that goes under, which I, I kind of feel like at this point, like Facebook or, well, Meta at this point, it's like kind of too big to fail. I kind of predict perhaps that it will break apart. You know, there's there's millions upon millions of people that use like Facebook and Messenger and they own so much shit now. I mean, they own WhatsApp, which it, I don't believe WhatsApp's that big in the States here, but uh, overseas, like, it's very popular to use WhatsApp. It's basically people use that in place of Yahoo, uh, Yahoo uh, fucking uh, Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Not Yahoo. <laughs> uh, apparently my brain's a little fried, too, other than just my skin. Uh, anyway, um, and of course, Meta owns Instagram. I love Instagram, although they've really went down the shitter these days. I, um, have, uh, a couple people, there's like two people I, I really, well, I guess a couple people that I only have contact through like Instagram. <laughs> so like, and I like keeping I use Instagram way more than I would ever use Twitter. Of all the social networks, like Instagram is one that I've actually used a lot more. And I loved Instagram when it when I first started using it over a decade ago now, I guess it was. Um, so I started using it a little before starting this podcast. So, yeah, it was over a decade ago. And uh, I really, I'm a big fan of photography, you know, and uh, art in general. And so when that initially came out, I was excited because it was all about just seeing awesome photography and beautiful pictures of places I had never been to or, re- you know, just dreamt about going to. And then uh, I think a lot of Instagram turned me on to, like, traveling, too, because I eventually would travel to some of the places that I had seen on Instagram. Now, it wasn't a direct correlation, um, I knew about those places other than just fucking Instagram. But uh, I, I was just a fan of it. And then, unfortunately, when uh, Facebook bought the shit out, like, uh, they really just put ads everywhere. And now, at this point, it's just one fucking big ad. And to see you actually have to search for a person that you're already following or you know, scroll forever to find like their latest posts. A lot of times you might be able to see their stories at the top, but actual like posts, man, like it's, it's a pain in the ass. You're going to see mainly just fucking ads. They have fucking shit all over that platform. I like that. There's direct messaging on there now. That's like the one positive thing. Cause I think that got put in after Facebook bought it out. I could be wrong, but I think they did that. And that, if if that's so, that's like the only positive change that happened with Instagram. But maybe that was there before that. I don't recall. But uh, of course, I my my thought is though that it. I mean, it seems that Meta is really tanking after this whole <laughs> metaverse fucking shit show. Um. They spent was it fifteen billion or something on their whole metaverse thing, um, and it's shit. It is complete shit. They've been it's been out for like a year, uh, <laughs> and it looks like shit. Their big brag is that ooh, we, we you can now have legs for your avatar. I mean this if you I've. Now, I haven't personally gone on. I don't have VR. I don't have the Oculus. Um, <laughs> but the big 
fairly recent thing is them bragging that you can now have legs on your avatar. Uh, but, uh, man, it's just, I mean, their, their stocks have just crashed. Uh, they're laying off tons of people. 11,000 layoffs. Jesus, man. A lot of fucking people. Uh, it's 13% of the company staff. And of course they're on a hiring freeze for the first quarter of 2023. And, uh, man, I'd hate to go work for them anyway, <laughs> but Jesus, um, I mean, they, they've dumped so much money into this. I think they call it events horizon, the actual name of the metaverse that they've got. And I mean, it is terrible. If you haven't seen what the, just go on YouTube and like, check out, like go like, uh, metaverse, you know, uh, Facebook metaverse or some shit like that and watch the actual footage of people play this shit. Apparently there's to this day, only a couple thousand people like on there. If you go in there and this is something that they spent billions of dollars on around like $15 billion or something. They funneled money into this shit and it is, there's already VR chat things out there like VR chat that look a million times different and didn't, Spend $15 billion to do so. Uh, but, uh, man, I I hope it does break apart. Now, I, I'm not Nostradamus or anything. You know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I'd like to see Facebook start splintering and have, uh, like, you know, sell off, like, Instagram and stuff. And hopefully somebody, like, returns stuff to where people enjoy it again more, you know? Get rid of some of the ads. I realize that's how they make all their fucking money is selling ads and selling people's personal information. But there's got to... Uh, and... I just connected to so many people. There's... If Messenger just, like, disappeared, like, it would it would suck. <laughs> I that messenger and Instagram that's like the the biggest things I would be most concerned about losing. Um then be have, if messenger went away I'm like fuck I got to get everybody's phone numbers. <laughs> I talked to so many I talked to so many people. So many people through messenger. <laughs> I don't know their phone numbers. Fuck, a few of them I do, but man, I would like lose contact with hundreds of people at this point. <laughs> I just it's just so convenient to just, you know, type in their name and then or if you've got a recent chat with them, just go to the recent chat. Then to, you know, scroll through my contacts, which I guess then my contacts it, it would be the same kind of concept, but there's just I don't know, Messengers I like using Messenger. That's the I guess the one thing Mark I could thank Mark Zuckerberg for. Though I don't think he, like, personally created Messenger. Uh, his big creation was, of course, the original Facebook page that was just about rating uh, women's faces, I guess it was. Just how hot they were. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. Just such a... Congre- uh, contributed so much to society. Seeing this uh, shit on Twitter is pretty fucking hilarious, though, too. Um... I again I back to be uh Twitter. I don't really invest much time going around on Twitter. Occasionally I'll go to Twitter cuz like sometimes you can get if you want really up to date news stuff, you can find it on Twitter. Um I do follow quite a few people on Twitter. I'll like click on there just if if I can't find anything on a certain story or something, I'll I'll go over to Twitter. See what I can dig up and uh, just see what's going on, you know. There's a, there's a few people I enjoy seeing their tweets and shit, but uh, again, I don't ever really fucking tweet anything on there. And uh, But I'll uh, <clears throat> see it go under. It's, it's kind of kind of funny. 
I love <laughs> I love seeing Elon Musk crumble too. Like this is pretty great. Um fake ver let's see here. Best fake verified tweets. I love this whole like paying to verify yourselves because you know people can just although I think they have already paused it now, but as soon as of course they made it to where you can pay eight dollars a month just to get that blue check mark to show that you're verified. That of course the only people who are gonna buy it are fucking trolls. Of course. Um there's just so so much good stuff that uh and th- there's been some bad stuff. This is uh uh somebody posted as Eli or Lil uh shit, the big drug manufacturer Eli Lilly or whatever the hell it is, uh that makes insulin. Yeah, Eli Lilly said we are excited to announce insulin is free now and some people thought that was true whereas that would be huge man for people to be able to get insulin for free and uh yeah they had to go out and apologize oh sorry no no we still gonna charge you a fortune even though it doesn't cost jack shit to produce it and people need it to live um here's a article on mashable.com um, the fake verified post got a, got way worse for Twitter. It's not just jokes anymore. Here's Pepsi. What the? V- it says, uh, it got got Pepsi with the, the check mark, and then uh, instead of s- at PepsiCo, it's Pepico. They dropped the S. So I mean, and it's got their actual logo and shit. So, I mean, if you're just glancing through Twitter, if you're not really examining it hardcore, you're not going to know that's not actually Pepsi. And they tweeted out, Coke is better. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is so fantastic. Um, it says here, there's that famous meme from Arrested Development where Jason Bateman's character opens up a paper bag labeled Dead Dove, Do Not Eat. He opens the bag, presumably finds a dead bird, and full of regret says to no one in particular, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> uh, that's all to say, I picture Elon Musk wandering the halls of Twitter headquarters, whispering to no one in particular, I don't know what I expected. Because the latest shitstorm for Musk amid a deluge of crashing shitstorms is perhaps the most predictable thing in the history of the internet. Musk removed any barrier for verification on Twitter putting a blue check up for sale for $8 and people immediately use that ability to post fake news. See, while there was a difficult to find distinction between a blue check verifying the identity of a notable person and a blue check for having $8, it all pretty much looks the same on the timeline. So people could buy blue checks and post fake news posing as someone or something notable. At first it was mostly people posting fake sports news that didn't last. Things have gotten much worse for Twitter. Predictably, people began posing as businesses, political organizations, political figures, and others. By Thursday evening, it was out of control, and seemingly every turn was a fake account. Here's just a small sampling, and fair warning, these examples are pretty controversial in nature. It shows here the uh, (coughs) Eli Lilly one, where it says, We are excited to announce insulin is free now. (laughs) There's, oh, this there's the Chiquita banana that uh, Chiquita brands here, but we've just overthrown the government of Brazil, <laughs> which apparently I guess uh, uh, in the fifties they actually did. <laughs> and uh, oh man, so good. Uh, the Tesla one here. There's quite a few Tesla ones. Breaking a second Tesla has hit the World Trade Center. <laughs> Uh, at least it wasn't on 9-11 when they posted that, you know? Um, there's, I think one of the, the greatest, some of the George W. Bush ones saying like George W. Bush, uh, quote saying, uh, you know, the real George W. Bush with the check mark saying, I miss killing Iraqis. And then somebody (laughs) commented on it on the, post as Tony Blair uh, saying basically yeah me too (laughs) Uh, see Lockheed Martin one here here we go (laughs) 
We will begin halting all weapons sales to Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United States until further investigation into their record of human rights abuses. Right. <laughs> Hashtag we are LM. Uh, see here. Oh, yeah, there's a Chiquita, like the real Chiquita, I believe, responding to that fake one is, we apologize to those who have been served a misleading message from a fake Chiquita account. We have not overthrown a government since 1954. Um, <laughs> This one's good. BP Global, uh, which they're... Tw- <laughs> Twitter handle <laughs> pretty much if you didn't get the, this one pretty easy to figure out it's a fake account because like uh, one their logo is like the BP logo but it's like dripping oil and it's like it just looks kind of dark and the at is the at BP D's nuts <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the actual BP's <laughs> Twitter handle <laughs> just because we killed the planet doesn't mean we can't miss it with a little crying emoji that's pretty fantastic I like that one that's nice R- really warming to my heart there that uh, uh, even uh, a big oil company would be you know sad about destroying the world um, Nestle says here uh, of course the <laughs> Twitter handle is at Nestle death cult <laughs> We steal your water and sell it back to you, LOL. <laughs> oh, this Ted Cruz one. Mm, this is this is pretty nice. <laughs> the Twitter handle for the Ted Cruz. Again, with the check mark. At creative asshole. This is the Twitter handle. The first time I entered my human wife, I said groaning into her ear, this is exactly how mother said it would feel. <laughs> uh <laughs> That's just so beautiful. I mean, that is just, there's something just so great about it. There's uh, <laughs> one claiming to be like the real Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, where he's, uh, so, says something about the, so, the time that uh, George Soros kicked him down, on tripped him on the street or something. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. There's. A user named Rudy Giuliani went on a zany tweet storm that included the following gems. I stand with Kyrie Irving and Kanye West because George Soros once pushed me down to the street and it was stuck on my back like a turtle for several minutes. Then also, there's a couple more that uh, that feller did. Uh, Helen Keller is a dusty, fraudulent bitch pushed on us by globalist media. <laughs> And I'd like to announce I shitted. <laughs> uh, whew. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's a real dumpster fire, but I figured it'd be a real dumpster fire with Elon Musk taking over anyway. I mean, he's kind of a dumpster fire of a of a guy anyway. Like if you fo- if you ever follow anything he's done on Twitter, it would suggest that oh yeah, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be real bad. So, I mean, he himself is just a Twitter troll, and then he just got the keys to the empire, like overnight, and then just like got rid of like any oversight whatsoever. <laughs> What's funny is with the whole verification thing. Apparently. When they started the blue check mark in 2009, I believe it was, it was because uh, there was a fake account of Tony LaRussa, the former uh, Cardinals manager, uh, that of course was the manager during the greatest World Series that ever happened. I'm just going to say it. 2011 was the greatest World Series series ever played. Fantastic. But there was, I don't remember. The exact instant I was kind of reading over a story earlier. But it was like Tony the fake Tony LaRusso account. Uh but they got sued over that. Which I imagine they are about to get sued out the ass, especially with like the Eli Lilly stuff. People expecting to get like free insulin. 
again, a life-saving thing that really there should be, they shouldn't have to pay jack shit for. The original creator apparently sold the copyright for it for a dollar because he you know, thought it should be given away for free. So I've heard something to that effect. I don't, I don't know the history that well on insulin, but uh, of course, drug manufacturers in the United States overprice everything. I mean, it is so insanely hard for anybody with any kind of ailment that you need medication for. It's just fucking uh, insanely high. I don't know. That's you know, I guess preaching to the choir. I mean. If you're alive and you're an American, you unfortunately know that reality. Unless, of course, you don't take any medications. Uh, But I would imagine at least somebody has a relative at this point that has to take some form of medication that costs a fuck ton. But, uh, yeah, it's it's also killing, like, uh, Eli Lilly's stock went fucking down a ton after that whole thing and people you know mentioning the truth about the history of insulin and how much they profited off it and just their stock just like just nosedive it's it's a, a it's very interesting to follow it's uh <laughs> some of the stuff is super funny though super funny and uh Thankfully, though, I think the word's gotten out, though, that basically don't trust anything on Twitter at this point. Not that, you know, before it was, you know, completely accurate, though there was a lot of sources. I mean, if you got the blue check mark, there were certain sources you could feel pretty good about. Like if you uh, saw stuff from, like, the Associated Press and everything. Uh, or or just like a something from one of these major corporations. If they post it on their Twitter account, you could be you could feel safe in the fact that it was actually them posting it and not some fake account with that blue check mark on there. And that is completely one hundred percent gone. <laughs> There's apparently been over a million. Last I heard, over a million people left Twitter already. And uh, all their ad revenues just pretty, from what I understand, like gone. Like no one's fucking buying ads on Twitter right now. Soon as Elon, it was mentioned that Elon Musk was going to be buying Twitter, uh, people stopped buying ads. Um, not all of them, but pretty much as soon as that was announced and like their ad revenues just almost completely eradicated. And that was pretty much all that they were really making money off of, other than. Ad revenue is, of course, selling people's personal data. That's how these social networks make money. Um, but, and uh, from what I understand, Elon Musk w- paid close to $40 billion more for Twitter than he really should have. Because <laughs> it was just a trolling thing. And uh, that he... It's not even sure if he really had the intention of really ever wanting to own Twitter. <laughs> and that this this number he came out with for buying it had nothing to do with the actual value of tri- Twitter. People had estimated at the time of him putting the $44 million, uh, billion dollar offer was that it was probably only maybe worth $9 billion dollars um and elon musk didn't really have 44 billion dollars even though he was considered to be the richest person in the world it was kind of most of his money was through the valuations of tesla stock and i'm no expert on his net worth or anything of that nature um but tesla stocks been constantly considered way overvalued anyway because the the only reason why it's valued that so uh, so much is because all the money it gets from like the government. Um, they are it's it's really screwy. But most of his money in net worth was through Tesla stock, which of course he didn't start that company. He just came in as CEO. He had nothing to do with the creation of Tesla. He's no brainchild behind any of it. 
Um, which is like to say the truth about like any of his companies. I know a lot of people think that he's this uber, super uber genius that will save the world. Um, it's not really the case. Um, he's just got a lot of money and he's, he got his money from, uh, PayPal. He, uh, he of course didn't create that either. He like joined up with people that created like PayPal and like everybody that started that became filthy fucking rich. Um, and then since then, uh, yeah, (laughs) he's piggybacked off a lot of people. And it's, it's really funny that people are starting to see, Oh, whoa, maybe he's not this super smart guy that we, we thought he was. Is it what is going on with Twitter is pretty fucking ridiculous. It really is just an internet troll with a ton of money. He is an internet troll. It is so fucking funny that the, like he got the reins to Twitter and uh, <laughs> like it, it would have been made far more sense for him if he really wanted to create a position like a, a thing for him because he wanted to just spout any kind of thing he wanted off that was that was it he wanted to harass people he wanted to say awful shit and or misinformation he wanted to put that out there without being you know uh, having like twitter or whatever like going no oh, no that is misinformation and marking it so or just getting possibly kicked off or or whatever for harassment um but you know what we he, we want to go back to the old west days of the internet. He could have just started another fucking social media network and not spent billions of dollars doing so. He had the kind of money he could have paid some fucking developers to to create that. But no, <laughs> he's not a very intelligent person. Apparently, he's just like a very uh. It's not so much, maybe not even so much on his intelligence. I think he's just uh, very compulsive is what the, the issue is. I don't think he's necessarily dumb. He's just obscenely compulsive. He's arrogant, completely full of himself. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's very much like Hulk Hogan, from what I understand. <laughs> uh, I like Hulk Hogan better, though. I mean, I, I used to love his wrestling. But I am. It's 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 fun. I feel like almost like Nero watching Rome burn, playing the fiddle. Well, I guess that would. It is very. I think that's like fitting to what like uh, Musk is doing because at the time, all this is happening, and he's still tweeting throughout the whole thing, even though he's like the head of fucking Twitter. He's just laughing about it. He's on there like putting laugh emojis to like all these like fake things and like. This is bankrupting him. Like, he, again, didn't actually have $44 billion to buy the company. He had to borrow a lot of that money, and a lot of it just had to do with the value of his stocks. So if he's unable to (laughs) make any money off Twitter, man, I don't know what happens for Elon Musk, but it's funny that he's just burning it all to the ground and then just, you know, laughing about it. (laughs) It almost does seem like he intentionally did it. Like, you know what? I'll show you. I will burn this all to the ground. <laughs> I think in the end, I mean, he personally will be okay. Is he going to stay the CEO of all these companies? Uh, man, I, I find that hard to believe. I don't think Twitter's going to be around much longer. I know that. Um, The only way this is going to turn around for Twitter is if Musk is gone. He clearly does not know how to run Twitter. He is in way over his head. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing. He thought he could have people buy, you know, give him $8 a month just for a little blue check mark for when it should be noted that, you know, Twitter's product is what they sell to advertisers is stuff that people tweet that the people that go on have these blue check marks are tweeting. So you're paying for your own content. (laughs) Essentially you're paying to do work in a way. 
it's it's a fucked up concept like it 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 doesn't quite make any sense and eight dollars a month to most people too as well like the thing was that ooh anybody can have like a blue check mark now it's like you know like everybody's important now um however it doesn't really add up to that like regular people like eight dollars a month is is a lot it's a lot for me man i i can't just shell out an extra eight dollars a month for a fucking blue check mark not that i mean i don't have any twitter followers anyway but it is kind of tempting to though to do it just for like a month or so and get kicked off twitter i don't know who i would impersonate uh i don't think i can though now i think they um Stop doing it. I think they took it down for, or like put it on pause. Like let's, this, it's just funny. This is the master plan. This is how, uh, he thought like, this is how we're going to make Twitter profitable. This is about free speech, buddy. This is (laughs) free speech by paying for speech. That's how that works. Okay, I guess. It makes no little to no sense, but all right. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, it, it, in the darkness that's going on in the world, I feel like it's some kind of good positive entertainment for me. Even though, if, you know, a lot of people lose their jobs and stuff. That sucks. That really sucks that uh, a lot of people lose their jobs. But, there, hey, there's a lot of jobs out there, at least in the United States right now there's uh until the until the uh recession fully hits effect there's still quite a few jobs so they could uh hopefully i mean obviously somebody's going to push out another big social media site i would imagine because facebook and twitter are going fucking uh, possibly under, you know, it's <laughs> like some serious uh, financial losses there. And uh, with Twitter, I would, I could see Facebook sticking around, but yet um, maybe breaking apart, like selling off WhatsApp and Instagram and becoming separate entities once again. Um, Really, I mean, really, they shouldn't have been allowed to do that anyway. That That is a complete fucking monopoly that being said though I mean there's apparently already quite a few people chomping at the bit to take Twitter's place and uh, you know it's could be. I doubt it'll be truth social <laughs> I doubt that Mastodon I've never used Mastodon but I know uh, there's apparently been a lot of people that dropped Twitter and went to Mastodon um, which instead of tweets, it's toots. I don't know. D- just knowing that, I don't foresee a lot of people using like the masses that use Twitter going over to Mastodon and tooting, <laughs> tooting it up at Mastodon. Uh, but uh, I mean, obviously, so somebody's going. To figure it out, I, th- I I just can't. I just don't see Twitter lasting. I mean, I think this is the the final days of Twitter, and it couldn't be like the better time to watch Twitter. <laughs> uh, if someone that uh, like I end up using social media because like just kind of have to. A lot of it, a lot of social media, I hate. I hate a lot of. So- I mean, there's just so much negativity. It's just a fucking dart rabbit hole that you know at one right after another just a lot of horrid shit comes out of social media and it's entertaining to watch watch it go up in flames it's there's some kind of satisfaction to it (laughs) at least for me i imagine a lot of a lot of people probably feel that way um (laughs) But uh yeah. Um other than that, uh, man, I've been watching uh of course The Walking Dead 
And at this point, it's not because I love The Walking Dead or anything like that. I really enjoyed The Walking Dead for a long time. And uh, I kept watching it because, you know, I'm just, like, so involved at this point. But it's such a, like, a soap opera at this point. There's so many episodes, so many spinoffs. Um, I haven't seen the uh, last spinoff, The Tales of the Walking Dead or whatever the fuck it was. I didn't see any of that. But uh, I've seen all of the normal Walking the Dead, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, and World Beyond. So I'm well-versed on The Walking Dead. And I'm watching. There's, I believe, only one more episode left of Walking Dead. And we still haven't seen Rick Grimes, and it's like the story's like, yeah, hey, I don't know. It's like, why the fuck am I still watching this? I know there's more spinoffs coming. It's, uh, I feel like that show should have probably ended like 10 years ago. <laughs> or, you know, like five years ago. It's, it's like, oh, it's a bit overdone at this point. Um, we could have done, we could have done with less. Maybe maybe they didn't need quite so many episodes per season. Turned it less into a soap opera, more into a horror. I'm not even bitter to the fact that they're missing a zombie brothel now. It sucks that somebody actually took my idea and made it a fucking movie. I bet somebody did actually hear somehow hear this podcast at some point. You know what? Zombie brothel does make for a good movie. And they put fucking Roy Jones Jr. in it. Like, really? Putting that scumbag you know, fucking... In my idea, <laughs> you bastards. I think that's what I'm more pissed off about. I'm totally fine with somebody actually taking that idea and making it into a movie. But why did they have to put Roy Jones Jr. in there? Maybe it didn't got canceled. I haven't checked into it in a while. Or maybe it's already out. I don't know. It's probably not good. Probably not good. But I had always had the theory, like, at some point, somebody's got to have a zombie brothel in The Walking Dead. Because to me, it only seems when the world's just a complete hellhole of a landscape that somebody's going to have the idea, you know what? We could fuck these zombies. I mean, we saw early on when Michonne finally came out on The Walking Dead was that, uh, I think you get a glimpse her at the end of season two. I know season three, she's in at least season three. Uh, Dana Guari, I believe, wasn't actually her when you first get the glimpse of her. You don't, I don't think you actually see her face and stuff. They had, I believe, a different actress, but then they like recast the role once uh, season three came around, if I recall correctly. Don't quote me on that. Um, anyway, but she she had like the zombie pets she would walk around with. She had the uh, she had taken their their teeth out, and just had them walking around, you know, and she could kind of hang out, hide out. Amongst the other zombies with their zombie pets. And I, I don't remember if she cut their fingers off, you know, not to get clawed and everything. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, some motherfucker's gonna end up with that idea. Zombie apocalypse hits. There's gonna be a few motherfuckers that uh, bash out the teeth on these zombies and then, you know, take off their arms and be like, yes, we're gonna fuck these things. So I would imagine you'd want a pretty fresh zombie to do so. Like the light, like the, <laughs> and it's probably dangerous in other ways. I don't know if there's like a STD that you could get from a zombie. Maybe there's like fucking a zombie. You turn into a zombie too. There's a whole lot of wormholes you could delve into and would make for great storyline, you know? that we have an influx of zombies turning up because these people can't stop fucking zombies. I mean, there is a lot of stuff missing by, you know, not incorporating that into The Walking Dead. I mean, can we at least have a shot in the Commonwealth in the last episode where it turns out that some of the soldiers there are fucking zombies? Can we, is that is that not? No? <laughs> feel like it it's it's got somebody's doing it somebody's doing it we're not we're just not seeing it because when all shit shit goes to you know when everything goes to shit the depravity just you know would imagine go through the roof with that being said you know you still got to get a nut off sometimes you got a nut off in a zombie but then the, there's the 
Which then it's like, uh, what is that consensual between a zombie? Would a zombie like sex? Would they? That's another question. Would a zombie like sex? Would they have feeling down there? Like you know, uh, uh, brain, uh, uh, penis <laughs> feels good and whole. <laughs> I don't have this. I don't know if they have pleasure receptors. It doesn't seem like they have pain receptors. Seems like they're just hungry. Maybe they'd want cock too. After that, they'd just get a little taste for it. I don't know. It's uh again something that hasn't been dealt with on The Walking Dead that I felt that uh, you know at some point that was just gonna have to happen, and it just hasn't. As uh, I still feel let down by that. That apparently somebody else jumped on it. They jumped on that grenade. And, uh... <laughs> uh but, uh... I'm thinking, uh... Andor. Andor's still getting good, though. Andor is still fantastic. Um... I... I think there's a couple episodes left of that. Not sure, but, uh pretty pretty excited about Andor and seeing how that wraps up. I believe there's going to be one more season on that one. Either way, I'd like me to see them Diego Luna. And uh, I think that's pretty much about all I've got here is uh, yeah, there's nothing else really I wanted to get into that uh, is coming back to me at this moment. So I guess, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.